Friends, I am sure that many of you enjoy a good mystery. Most authors know this, and so do TV and movie producers. One of my favorite all-time mystery series involved a little Belgian detective known as Poirot, a character in the novels written by Agatha Christie. Have you ever thought about why it is that we are so drawn to mystery stories? There are probably many reasons, but one reason may be that we enjoy being enlightened by the clues that we are given. In the various letters of St. Paul, he uses the term mystery 19 times. St. Paul's use of the term was mainly in reference to how to live the whole mystery of Christ. As people of faith, we are called to live this mystery of Christ. And how do we do this? What gift has been given to us through God and our Lord Jesus to help us live the mystery of Christ? In today's gospel, we read how Jesus appeared to the assembled disciples on the evening of Easter day. In the first place, he twice invoked peace upon them. That word might appear to be merely a conventional greeting, but it's supremely charged with meaning and closely associated with the gift of the Holy Spirit. With that word, Jesus granted forgiveness and reconciliation with God to his disciples, almost none of whom had behaved honorably during his passion. With that word, peace, Jesus removed their sadness at his death and their fear of being asked to follow in the same path. Then he said, as the Father sent me, so am I sending you. That is, from this moment, the mission of the disciples is to be a continuation of ex or extension of his own divine mission. They are the ones who will now bear the divine life in the world. They will glorify the Father. They will draw all men to God through Jesus. They will love even as they have been loved. When he had said this, he breathed on them saying, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed on his disciples the breath of God, the breath of heaven, his risen breath, the Holy Spirit, life itself. Whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. That is, from this point forward, they are to do divine things, things that only God can do so God may carry out his work through them and whose sins you retain, they are retained. The power I now entrust to you is awesome indeed, not the trivial, temporary, earthly power of kings and armies, but power for salvation, for peace with God, and for everlasting life. We who have been baptized and confirmed have all received this gift of the Holy Spirit, in principle, our sins have been forgiven, and if we still sin, then Jesus is always still there to forgive whenever we humbly ask for it. 
by the indwelling Holy Spirit, we possess the power we need in order to live the Christian life in its fullness. We are able to be faithful in small things and in great things. We are able to live the moral life without compromise. We are able to forgive wrongs committed against us, to bear pain and loss, to die in the hope of life. We are able to love God and to love our neighbor. We are able to pray. By the Holy Spirit, we can live as children of God, as sons in the Son. We can participate in that unbroken union with the Father, which Jesus enjoyed on earth and now enjoys in heaven. Because of the Holy Spirit, we can celebrate the holy mysteries as we do now. The grace we draw from them is no less than that grace given to the first apostles. The holy mysteries give us Jesus. They give us the Holy Spirit. They unite us to God and to one another within the communion of the whole Catholic Church. Friends, as Christians, we correctly think of Easter as the center of our year and the most important feast in the whole liturgical cycle. We have 40, day, 40 days of Lent to prepare for it, then 50 days in which it is prolonged. But Pentecost can be thought of as equally important. The Holy Spirit is the one by whom we are able to live Easter, to live the whole mystery of Christ. Only by the Holy Spirit can we die with Jesus and rise with him and dwell in him. It's by the work of the Holy Spirit that Jesus dwells in us. So Easter essentially looks ahead to Pentecost. Jesus, we say, came in order to give us the Holy Spirit. He died and rose again in order that we might share his spirit. That is the spirit of divine sonship, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of union, the spirit of knowledge and love of God, the spirit sent into the world in order that we might have life. Only by the power of the Holy Spirit will we will be able to comprehend the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of God's mysteries or know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge or be filled with all the fullness of God. Today on the Feast of the Holy Spirit, the day on which the church was born, the day when the Holy Spirit came in power to fill the whole earth, let us all cry out, come Holy Spirit. St. Augustine used to preach to the newly baptized at Easter, and I quote, the Holy Spirit has come to abide in you. Do not make him withdraw. Do not exclude him from your heart in any way. He is a good guest. He found you empty and he filled you. He found you hungry and he satisfied you. He found you thirsty and he intoxicated you." End quote. 
As we receive the Holy Eucharist today, let us thank God for the gift of his Son and the Holy Spirit. And let us remember these words from Pope Francis. We can study the whole history of salvation. We can study the whole of theology. But without the Spirit, we cannot understand. It is the Spirit that makes us realize the truth. Or in the words of our Lord, it is the Spirit that makes us know, know the voice of Jesus. Friends, we may all enjoy a good uh, mystery story, but no mystery story can compare to the wisdom and guidance and truth given to us by the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, take possession of our souls and make them all your own. 